And we are back with another episode of From the Raptor. Sam and I are here recording Friday, May 13th, 11 p.m. after the Celtics won Game 6 versus the Bucks in Milwaukee. A uh, pretty convincing win. There were times when the Bucks battled back, but it was uh, exactly what you needed from the Celtics after the embarrassing loss in Game 5. And we're getting a Game 7 in TD Garden. Sam, Game 7 in Boston. Uh, well, this, this was the story. This was home court. Milwaukee yeah. punts away. The last game of the regular season, the Celtics win the last game of the regular season, and they end up with home court. Here we are, and, and now it matters. Even though like, it kind of doesn't matter because the Celtics have a losing record at home in this series. But for all intents and purposes, it, it kind of matters. Um, yeah. As far as the emotions going into tonight's game, we had a pod yesterday. Yesterday we did a pod. Wow. We did. Yeah. Rapid fire. Um, yes. But we discussed, you know, how we felt after game five in, I don't know what it was. I had some like cautious optimism just with how uh, certain guys. Tatum. (laughs) Yeah. Tatum specifically handled the post game and the man went out there and scored 46 points on shooting over 50% from the field, which is like amazing. Chef's kiss. Fantastic. That is the dream to have guys score efficiently. Uh, also Marcus smart played really well. I didn't get to watch the entire game. I was scoreboard watching for the first half, but I did see the second half. Um, but to my understanding, he had a very big first quarter, which is good because 14 points. On, they were on Marcus's ass. Uh, you mean deservedly. So it wasn't completely yeah. his fault, but he was a part of the meltdown, unfortunately, but uh, he responded. He came out and played really well and finished with a great stat line, 21.7 assists, right? And he shot 50% from the field. He looked pretty good. Jalen Brown had 20 plus 22, I think. They got scoring all around. The only guy scoring from Milwaukee was Giannis and then Connaughton there when uh, every single <laughs> shot he took mattered and he made He's everyone beast, that man. mattered. Uh, that guy, man, he needs to play for the Celtics one day, but it's neither here nor there. What is here is that they won game six. That is something else. And before, before we recorded on well, yesterday, on Thursday, when you're listening to this, it won't be yesterday anymore. Yeah, I was like, think after game five, I was thinking, I was like, do I even want them to win game six? This is immediately after, like, like, like. <laughs> <laughs> minutes after they blow this lead because I'm like, do I yeah. really want like to get hopeful just for them to kick me in the balls again? And here we are. We have hope again. As fans, we have hope. Do you still wish they lost game six, no. Sam? No, no, no. And I didn't <laughs> I didn't even wish that yesterday. I, I had this it was cautious optimism about it. I don't know. I, I just think the way they all kind of came out and, and took responsibility and didn't Huge. seem to have their heads down too much after that even though everyone else did, including me, including you, mm-hmm. it, it just kind of said something to me. And we'll get, uh, you know, probably quotes coming out soon about today. I haven't been on Twitter yep. since I sat down at home, but that'll be something to look at as well. It's just some something mm-hmm. else, man. This, this series has been something else. And I always, before we completely move on, just because I want to complain, I have to complain, of course. That's what I do. I, I really, really cannot stand people like like neutral fans that like are like, oh, this is the greatest because it's not. It, I mean, it's it horrible. Is. It really <laughs> living. It is not fun because I'm having I literally, a great time. Well, today I'm having a great time. Yesterday I was not. So no. that's how it goes well, with this thing. Neutral. This is having a grand old time. This is probably the best series in the NBA in a long time. Like realistically speaking, this is probably one of the best series they've had in the last what 5 years. Like I'm trying to think of like probably like that obviously the finals, the Cavs Warriors was an amazing series because of the story, but like every game in this series, green glasses off, like has been a battle and from neutral fans perspective, like you said, it's been everything you could have asked for from a series. It this is everything that people wanted from the Nets Celtics series. Um and you're getting it Celtics Bucks, although uh, the basketball is very physical, very not fun. My mom uh, talked to me. She she doesn't really watch basketball. She comes in. She goes like, I don't like that Giannis guy. All he does is run into people. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's just he, he, she's like, I watched it for two minutes and just watched him bulldoze like three guys and got like 
no call. Oh my and God. I was just like, what? What's wrong? One adult male shot near MLK and Highland as the Bucks game ends. This is this is Wisconsin news. Oh, oh my God. Oh. That's where do you see that? It's on. I'll send it to the group chat on Twitter. Oh my God. That's Jeez, horrible, man. Yeah. Well, shit. That Excuse is, us for the pause. That's wow. sorry. Yeah, that's that's wild. Oh man, is it just fans? Yeah, it's just fans leaving the arena. Look at it, and and they in Milwaukee also has like the outdoor fan section. Yeah, which yeah, I think yeah. is really cool. But after something like this, they might put a, a nail in that. They might call that. I don't know. This is something. To yeah, keep wow. an eye on. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep tabs. But anyways, on we don't have to focus on that too much. I no. mean, wow, that's horrible like, though. It, that that is, I don't know if that's really ever happened after a sporting event. It probably has, but not in in recent memory. Um. Anyways, let's we'll we'll keep you. We can steer on away from that. Yeah, we, uh, we can talk. Right. Yes, of course, we can talk. Jason Tatum, uh, obviously, forty six points in, in the brightest lights. The Celtics were kind of blowing it. You got nervous there in the fourth quarter when the Bucks began to storm back. Giannis I took three, insurance. A couple annoying ones. He did. I took insurance uh, last game too, but it didn't take this thing off. Yeah, not I much. I took it could. at the incorrect time. But Marcus, today, fine. Marcus Smart after the game said, "That's about Jason Tatum. That's why he gets paid the big bucks for moments like that." Um, that I mean, that just hits the nail on the head. Like that's what you're paying Tatum for. That's what he's expected to be. He came through. He's the first. He's the second Celtic ever with multiple 45 plus point playoff games. The other is Sam Jones. Like he's in an elite club. He's like if he wins a title here, he's going to go down as one of the best Celtics ever. And that's not an easy right. club to be in. Like exactly. he, he is doing things that you haven't seen from a Celtic since Paul Pierce in the playoffs. And I know this is just the second round, but this is like I said earlier, like the best playoff series we've seen in a while, the best playoff series the Celtics have been in, in a while since that, probably that Cavs series uh, from Tatum's rookie year. And yeah. now it's like, yeah, probably he, he's stepping up. He's showing the maturity and uh, I, I, our guy, uh, PJ, Toronto shout out PJ here too. Yeah, shout out PJ Gear. He said this to me. Uh, no, he didn't say this to me. He was texting me about the game. But um, my buddy Jack Kelly, who works for Hoops Habit, uh, he messaged me. He goes, "The thing I like from Tatum is the maturity. How while he was hot, Ime Udoka drew up a play to get Brown an open look instead of like feeding Tatum. They kind of used Tatum as the decoy, and that there really just shows everything Tatum's grown to be uh, in, in the NBA. He's he's passing well. He's scoring well." Um, he he's rebounding well, which was huge this game, but over everything else, he hits the shots when you need him to. And this was Jason Tatum in a nutshell and the Celtics needed it more than ever. And he delivered. Yeah. And at the very bare bones of it, it's what the Celtics need out of Jason Tatum in a nutshell. And he filled it. He filled all the expectations today. He was clutched down the stretch. They needed that. Because Milwaukee was climbing back. They got it to four. Connaughton was making every big shot. Giannis made a three. Didn't even hit the rim, his three. Um, yeah, brutal. That is scary stuff. Tatum <laughs> came down and made big shot after big shot. And to be honest with you, some of the possessions he made shots on were not good possessions. And he made up for it. He made big shots. They needed that. They didn't have that in game five. Yeah, game five. They had it today. And and on top of all of that, Tatum was excellent. But it shows me that they as a team learned from their mistakes. Yeah. I believe Ime Udoka said that despite the, the little flurry Milwaukee had, the team as a whole was playing much better basketball. They I didn't really see any offensive rebounds being given up which is good and as far as the offense goes if the ball was sticking guys were still moving off the ball and i mean if it wasn't sticking it was zipping around they did a pretty good job at moving it yeah it it was amazing i mean um marcus smart said this after game two he said that's the most poised we've ever been which is (laughs) like everything we've been asking for from the celtics all season long from the 2021 celtics when they were blowing leads uh, and then we didn't really see it in the second half of the season because they were just blowing people out. Uh, you need that composure to win a championship. And they they did it against a team that was full force running at them, trying to make another comeback for the second game in a row. And 
Celtics stared it in the face, made big shots, made big stops, did what they needed to do, and they got the job done. That that's the key right there. They got the job done, um, which is just massive, just massive. Game six. Um, Derek White too needs a shout out. Uh, I know you didn't get to watch the whole game, but I'm sure you saw plenty of plays from him in the right. second half. Just phenomenal, potentially his best game as a Boston he Celtic. Yeah, especially because of the moment. In, in these, it was amazing. What was it? Game. Well, it was game two that Marcus was not in, and people were really counting on Derek White for a big uh, offensive output, and he didn't really give you that, mm-hmm. but he was still effective. Ever since then, he's found his footing. He's been really good. You can trust him to make the right decisions. You can trust him to make shots right now. He's making threes. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the box score is now. I could be making an ass out of myself, but Derek White, one of five from three tonight. Well done, Sam. But before tonight, no, no. He, well, he had made some big shots. I was just going to say that. Those same people that always complain, oh, Derek White can't shoot the ball. This is the game to look at when I keep saying over and over again, it's more than that. It's so much more than making threes and and you know making shots because he didn't shoot well. I was going to bring this up. I was going to say, Sam, guess what he shot? Because most people would say, oh, he had an efficient night. He did everything. No, he didn't shoot the ball well, but it didn't matter because he made plays on the offensive end. He didn't even mm-hmm. have that many assists. He had two assists, but he got into the paint, which is something no other Celtic could do. Like he was the only player on the Celtics that could get into the paint like consistently. Every play, whenever he touched the ball, even if he didn't get like the chance at, at a pump fake, like sometimes you see a pump fake and then get into the lane. Even when that wasn't happening, he would find a way around his defender, get into the lane, and either make a big shot, shot, excuse me, move the ball get an assist or j- just find more offense. Like he, he controlled the pace so well tonight, um, tonight as we're recording this, obviously. And it, it came, came up clutch, like nine points, uh, five rebounds, two assists, two steals, uh, two offensive rebounds. Like the rebounding was huge from Derek White. It was huge as the team. Bobby Portis still kind of killed them on the offensive glass a little bit, but uh, as a whole, they only had seven offensive rebounds in this one. The, the Celtics won the offensive rebounding battle. Like that, that's that's a massive improvement. That's massive. Not only after what we all saw on Wednesday night, but also uh, that Rob didn't play. That that yes. was one thing we saw a lot on Twitter today was people saying. Oh my gosh, Rob is out. And and to me, that didn't make yeah. a difference. I'm at the point where I'm assuming he's not playing in this series, which is fine because one, when he was playing, he was kind of being exploited to an extent. And two, they figured out how to play without him in terms of rotating Tice in there and allowing other guys to rest. Three, they... Oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought. I'm Losing sorry. it? <laughs> they they well they won the rebounding battle offensively tonight. They figured it out without having to plug him in on how to get offensive rebounds. That that's a big yeah. big hurdle they overcame. You needed it. You needed it and they did it. It was more rough in the first half. Uh hopefully the numbers back that up. Yeah, they had four offensive rebounds in the first half and two in the second half. Like so the Celtics did what they needed to do when it mattered, and that's the key uh, of a championship team. I mean there isn't enough you can say about Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown had a good night, too. He hit his threes, which was a huge, huge thing you need from Jalen Brown. 22 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 7 from 3. Uh, Marcus Smart, 5 of 9 from 3, which is amazing. Jason Tatum took 15 threes, which I know you don't love, but he made 7 of them. So, can't really complain when he's making 7 of them. And most of them he was fine. Too. And let's, let's look in um, the fourth quarter. Because that, first of all, that's one of the quarters I got to watch. But... On the other hand, he was just fantastic. He had 16 points in the fourth. Two of three from three. Yeah. To me, that's that's such a big accomplishment because he didn't force threes. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like there's a lot of times Tatum will t- uh, tough. He'll force tough shots in clutch <laughs> situations. I mean, he makes them once in a while. But today, it felt like he was in control every time he shot the ball. Even possessions where he was taking it down to the end of the shot clock he had the matchup he wanted he had the height mm-hmm. advantage he was doing rhythm dribbles to get his timing down whatever it takes to make shots like that things guys do to help themselves shoot better he was able to do all those things he wasn't taking tough turnarounds fallaways 
he made some tough ones. He did. He had to make a tough one uh, when the ball went out of bounds and Connaughton grabbed it and they had two seconds. He made a tough turnaround, but he wasn't doing that on just any possession. That was a situational shot he made. He didn't, he didn't make it hard on himself. Yeah. And the no, team I mean, he, followed suit. Yeah. Sorry. I was looking no, at something. I, that else was me. Before. I paused for way too long. No, yeah, yeah. Tatum was Labor. perfect. I mean, <laughs> Tatum was everything you need him to be. And I think that's just, that sums it up. Like, that's why Jason Tatum is Jason Tatum. That's who you need Jason Tatum to be. Uh, he, he, Tatum was Tataming, as they say on Twitter. And that's <laughs> exactly it. Uh, I also want to give credit to Marcus Smart. Like, we, we briefly mentioned it, but he was phenomenal. Like, even outside the three-point shooting, which was obviously great. Uh, he was making plays. Uh, and, in particular, his defense on Giannis was amazing. You know, drawing offensive fouls when you need him to. Derek White did as well, drew a charge on Giannis. Grant Williams almost did until it got overturned. Which uh, was which the it, correct call. Yeah, it was the correct call. It was it was a block. But <laughs> no, yeah, Mar- Marcus Smart deserves all the credit in the world. Um, he, he said uh, in his post-game interview just now, he, he was like, I didn't really sleep after game five. Like, that haunted me. That was just, uh, like, I was I was pissed. I'm not every right to be played poorly in those few minutes but uh, he brought it back in a big way and he was probably the second best player in this game like behind Jason Tatum which is huge for Marcus Smart Al Horford's kind of fallen out well well, on this side Giannis (laughs) wasn't bad yeah Yeah. no my my point is um Marcus Smart was great and that we can talk about Al Horford too though because the defense on Giannis was all right uh Giannis obviously played great my my biggest thing is though Al has kind of stopped making shots, which is not me complaining about Al because he's not going to put Al Horford has stopped but... taking shots. He only shot six times. That too. That's because those shots didn't go in. He was zero for four from three. <laughs> yes. You know, um, he's not going to take a bunch of them, which is good, right? At least he's smart. At least he knows not to take a bunch of shots when he's cold. But do do you see, make anything of that, or do you think he just he's just cold? Some days you have off days. It, to me, it doesn't matter as long as other guys are picking up the slack. If you want to talk about someone to be concerned about, you say Grant. Because yeah. Grant Grant has been off for, uh, what, the last four games maybe? Yeah, Grant's been struggling big time. Ever since, Loki, ever since game two when he was phenomenal. He's yeah, ever since people started gassing him up, he's been <laughs> – I mean, he only took three shots today, turned it over once. I mean, this. I'm just looking at the box score. I didn't – I didn't get to intently watch this one. I, I'm sorry for that. Because... No, he was bad. He was rough. He he was doing everything that I was mentioning on the last podcast. I was kind of hesitating on the three-point line a little bit, which you can't really do. Uh, he was doing too much with the ball inside again. It wasn't as bad as in game five because uh, I think he cut it back. Um, defensively, he he also just hasn't been the same on Giannis because Horford's been the better defender of Giannis uh, over the course of the series. Grant had one good game. But, yeah, man, Grant's just <laughs> – I don't want to say he's fallen off, but I think the confidence is he's lacking a little bit there. Uh, so you, you kind of need to find other production. But good thing Derek White is stepping up and taking those minutes away from Grant, which is the right call uh, from the place of Ime Udoka. So hopefully you see more of that in the future. Derek White played more minutes than Grant Williams mm-hmm. uh, in this one, and maybe that'll keep going. So Well, also, yeah. I think throughout the series, correct me if I'm wrong, that like four guard or four – let me rephrase this – one big lineup has played it's really common. Well. Yeah. It, they, they've been the, the squad out there that takes over and helps the Celtics go on runs. Now, part of that obviously mm-hmm. is because they've only got one big out there, meaning Milwaukee probably only has Giannis out there or Brooke Lopez out yeah. there playing alone. And it's making it easier to get in the paint. I'm not really sure who's dictating that though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure if Brooke Lopez is sitting because of that lineup. Or, or they're playing the choosing. lineup because Brooke Lopez is sitting. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> it's interesting. By the way, Zoe's mom uh, was asking me today. She goes, how is Brooke Lopez able to play in this NBA? She's basically yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, the guy's like physically inept. Like, I don't know. He can't move. <laughs> but he, he's yeah. like making an impact. Not today. Well, but the thing, the, series, the, way, has. the way I explained it is... Milwaukee's defense is basically if you can get by Brook Lopez, you can get in the paint, but nobody can really get by Brook Lopez because he just stands down there. He's just a tree, right? Like yeah. he doesn't have to do anything else because that's what Milwaukee's defense is. They're all, they're like they're open to giving up three point shots because they will take away everything at the rim. So Brook Lopez doesn't have to be as uh, 
as mobile as most bigs in the NBA nowadays have to be. So, and it works. I mean, it, it works for Brooke Lopez. It works for the Bucks. So, keep doing it. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. Something else. What was I going to say? Oh, we have to talk about Giannis. I mean, I know Celtics won the game, but Giannis was just, just in like he forty-four had, what, points, seventeen in the first. Yes, he did forty-four points, twenty rebounds, six assists. He's the only person ever with a 40 point 20 rebound game other than Shaq and he's the only one ever to do it with at least six assists like he, he's he's unlike anything we've ever seen he's a borderline top 20 player all time like he, he is one of the greatest NBA players that has ever played um and the Celtics won so like that that's that's a huge accomplishment for the Celtics to win a game and we, we were talking about how game three or game, whatever. I think, yeah, three was Giannis's best game of the series. This was Giannis's best game of the series, and the Celtics won. That's yeah. huge, huge. Well, I'll tell you what is. I think you're right. I think you know before the series, we talked a lot about this, what they should do with Giannis, how how should they game plan for him, and you kind of said they shouldn't, which is is closer to the correct thing like i don't know if they're not game planning for him but they're not overreacting to him i think is the correct answer it's best not to let all these other guys get going because that tends to be when he's most dangerous when when you play ample defense on the rest of the guys and you play ample defense on Giannis, things go okay when you don't play any defense on the rest of the guys and you really throw all these bodies at Giannis, that's when things get bad because those other guys are getting easy looks. They're mm-hmm. not under pressure when they're shooting shots. And once they start making shots, the pressure really alleviates for Giannis. So in game seven, the Celtics need to really say, okay, Giannis beat us. Giannis beat us. Yeah. Yeah. And what I said, I said this in the last podcast too. Uh, when Drew Holiday plays well, the Bucks win. Drew Holiday didn't really play well. I mean, he was right. fine. He hit a couple big shots, but for the most part, like you didn't really hear much about Drew Holiday. Realistically speaking, in my opinion, Pat Connaughton was the second best player in this game. Like he, he was, he's, he was. He's I don't know what I his mean, contract just, is or if it's close to being up, but if it is close, he's getting himself some money. He's free agent. Is he? He's a player. Well, he's, he has a play, he has a player option, but he'll be the way he's paid. playing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Somebody's I saw something. I wrote about it. There's uh. Someone said, like, um, if he did ever have interest in playing at home, this offseason would be the best time for it. Really? For the Celtics? If he he had an option. Because, like, he'd He'd obviously have to. Yeah, he would. It it would be the MLE. Like, they would have to give him, like, the full taxpayer. But if he had an interest in coming to Boston, like, he'd be the perfect guy to fit in this Celtics rotation. Like, And we're getting ahead of ourselves. Obviously, there's a series to to talk about (laughs) and other stuff. But... I mean, I don't know about you. I'd love Pat Connaught in Boston. Like he, he'd be, he'd be phenomenal. Yeah, if, if he's I'm calling like a guy this. a prick on the other team, that means he's good. So I agree, and I've, I've always kind of leaned in that direction. I, I mm-hmm. just always kind of thought he'd be a good fit. Plays defense, shoots three well, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm all for having local guys on the team. I, what, who did we talk about before the season? We were like kind of throwing Bruce names Brown. around. Yeah, well, Bruce Brown's another one. There's, there's somebody else in there that I was like, oh, that one's Noel. Maybe MCW MCW Carter Williams. Yeah, I think it was him. I was like, have him on the end of the bench. Yeah, because it wouldn't really matter. He's long. Yeah, yeah. But he'd probably yeah. fit in the system. He can't shoot though. Yeah, but constant, sure can. Every big shot he takes goes in. Shot form is so weird too. He doesn't even like load it up. He just grabs it and goes. He doesn't have like, to. It's so weird. That's it's amazing. You'd love to see it. I mean, he can throw ninety miles an hour too. He's... I don't love to see it. Not 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 <laughs> right now. I don't. <laughs> no. No, not right now. Um, no, yeah, th- those were the Giannis, Drew Holiday, Pat Connaughton were the only Bucks to score in double digits, though. Uh, Drew had an inefficient 17. Connaughton had a very efficient 14, and Giannis had 14 of 30 from the field. For him, it's not, not efficient. Bad, yeah, <laughs> not great for, for Giannis, By Giannis so. standards, that's not efficient, which is good. Good for the Celtics. If he if he's taking 30 shots to get, how, would he, how many did he score? 48? 40, 44. 44. Yeah. Wait. How many points did Tatum have? 46? Yeah. Tatum outscored him. So why were you guys clowning the NBA in that tweet that they said 100 combined? Come on. Never mind. I'm going to stop talking. Wow. Listen, I've been up since three. 
and it's so 30. for those for those wondering the tweet said tatum and Giannis combined for 100 points uh and sam thought the tweet was correct just now even though it, it i did 44 plus 46 is is not is 90 yes. but that's okay you're tired long day yes, long day I've long day for a very long time <laughs> yes sir i i was <sighs> awake this morning before jack had gone to bed yesterday Yes, this is true. This is a common occurrence. It might happen again today. You never know. No, it will not. I will be sleeping. Oh, yes, you don't work well into the morning. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I don't man, know how just... you do that. Like, <laughs> I, I just, it's just I mean, always really... remarkable to me. I mean, I've done it because I had to do the the night shift, and I had friends that worked the morning, so I would go in. I wouldn't go in. I I stayed late after game four, and we did the show. And afterwards, I was just talking to those dudes for like an hour, hour and a half. And it was already Wednesday for them or, or it was already, already <laughs> Tuesday for them. And it was still my Monday. So, yeah, I, I do feel that. But. Yep. Brutal. <laughs> Did not sleep a lot last night. So I am fatigued. But not also, about me. More we don't have to talk about this often. Daniel Tice has been pretty good in his limited minutes. He's been all right. He's not going to get a much run, guy, but... man. <laughs> he played great in game five. He, I don't, I don't really know what he did today. I, I'm really sorry. I wish I, it, it, it wasn't much. He only played like 10 minutes, but he two shot two three, for three. He made a couple yeah, of tough floaters. Fine. He was, he was all right. Good for Tice, man. I like Tice. And I, people specifically, my group of friends like loves to rip Tice. They, they, they're like, dude, he sucks. I'm like, he's a third string, like big, like he, he's fine for what he is. Nobody, nobody's throwing him the max. I mean, he's, he's all, fine, and he was great in the Brooklyn series because he had to fill in for Rob, and he did a great yeah. job. All they're doing is they're matching minutes. Whenever Giannis comes out of the game, Tice goes in, and when Giannis is playing, Tice is out right. of the game. That's that's all he's there for, and that's perfect. That that's part of the reason why they don't necessarily have to rush Rob back because they've figured out the rotations without him, and they figured out what allows them to maintain a high level of defense without Rob there with with the bodies they have. I mean, nobody's fouling out. Knock on wood. I mean, watch Sunday. They're all going to be sitting there. <laughs> oh, but God, please don't jinx it. <laughs> I knocked. I knocked on the desk here. But it, it's really a good thing that Tice has been solid these last two games because if Rob isn't feeling well for game seven, which at this point I'm not sure he's going to, he's going to play again. It's going to be against Miami, and that's when they're going to need him. And he's going to be more effective because he's not going to have to guard like a Giannis and have Giannis barreling towards him, which is fine. By the way, I'm not complaining that Giannis is running dudes over. Uh, that I don't get either, but that's not important right now. What's important don't is get what? why why everyone this throughout this series is saying how like Giannis just runs dudes over. Like he does. Like he, he <laughs> does, but like that's just how he plays. And it's not really uh, what's the right? It's it to me. It's not as toxic as everyone's acting like it is. Giannis is. I said this before. I'd rather watch Giannis do what he does than watch Harden fall all over the place, or or Embiid, or Embiid fall all over the place. I've said this time and time again, though. Giannis just has a different whistle. Like he just does, and that's fine. It is what it is. Celtics need to game plan around it, and they figure out how to win around it. But he has a different whistle, and that's Giannis- how it is. Giannis plays an honest game, man. He's he's not out there trying to cheat the system. No, but he doesn't have to. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. That that's no, no. That's why you can is, respect him. This is okay. I'll say this, and I don't want it to be misconstrued as me saying I dislike Giannis or think the refs are bad or blah blah blah. But Giannis doesn't have to cheat the system because he has a different system. Like he doesn't play. Like he doesn't play by the same rules, which is again fine. I love Giannis, and I love oh, like I his game. Know. The whistle is just different. You can't sit there and tell me Giannis's whistle isn't different because it is a hundred, like one million percent. It's LeBron Heat whistle. He has the LeBron whistle, and again, he doesn't milk it as much as LeBron does, so it's harder to notice. But he just has a different whistle than other people in the league. And again, if there's I, Bucks fans listening to this, I like Giannis, and I'm not complaining because the Celtics need to adapt for it. Because when people, when when players are as great and as amazing as Giannis are, they earn a different whistle. And but you can't say he doesn't have one. He just does. It, it, to me, it doesn't feel one-sided like uh, LeBron's whistle used to be. In it, uh, again, Giannis isn't falling over the place trying to get calls. He's playing an honest game. Now, does he have a different whistle? Yeah, probably. But I, for whatever reason, it's not bothering me, and I'm captain. Complain. That's well, because the Celtics are winning. 
Well, they're tied. <laughs> well, they've they've won some games, is my point. But what makes people mad is when he does reckless shit. That's what gets people mad. And the the quote unquote reckless shit comes across as him playing really hard, which he is. He just wants to win, so he goes full out all the time. But he makes borderline plays sometimes. And this again, I don't want any of this to be Jack hates Giannis because I don't. I love Giannis. I'd love Giannis. But when he went for that block on Tatum, it was a good effort. He probably could have had it. It was borderline. It was borderline reckless. He knocked a guy midair, almost hurt him. Same thing happened with Brown. Remember when Giannis put his hand around Brown's necks to apologize? It's because he clipped him midair and got a defenseless guy. Today, Jason Tatum was on the ground. They were wrapped up for a jump ball. Whistle had blown and Giannis dove on him to fight for the ball. The whistle had blown and he just dove on Jason Tatum on the ground. Like he makes hustle plays. Yes. And I like the way he plays, but sometimes they borderline on recklessness. And that's why some people have an issue with him. And the same thing goes for when he's bowling into the paint because he's so strong and so dominant again, because he's so amazing that he can just do what he wants sometimes, right? He can get into the paint and run through guys and it'll be a foul on the other team because there's not really much they can do. My brother Henry texted me. He's like, I wish Smart didn't try to take that charge. <clears throat> I wish he went up and contested uh, when he fouled Giannis in transition for the mm-hmm. end one. And I said, well, as great as Smart is and as great as any defender in the NBA is, there's nothing you can do at that point. Unless you just give him the dunk, it's going to be a foul on you. Like, because Giannis is just that dominant when he gets downhill. And I mean, if you want to talk about a different whistle, Giannis took about 17 steps, walked all the way back to Boston uh, on the way to the the rim on that missed travel call. That was horrendous, and obviously it didn't end up mattering. But even besides that, he just gets a different whistle than the rest of the league. Again, I'm going to keep saying it because I don't I don't want like anything to get mixed up. I love Giannis. I love how he plays. I love him as a player. I love him as a person. He's amazing. He just has a different you know whistle, and it is what it is. He may have the most respectable game out of any superstar. Well, yeah. I, in I terms just, of just like like playing an honest game. That's just because it's his mentality. I understand what you're saying. He He's like, I, I know, like you said, it's a different system, but he's not out there like trying to. I mean, I, I tweeted the Tatum video today of him falling down a bunch of times. It's not just Tatum that does that. That needs to stop. Guys need to stop mm-hmm. falling over on jump shots. Giannis doesn't take a lot of jump shots. Well, and if he does, there's no one near him. I understand the flop on one of them, Tatum. Jason Tatum did get fouled on the other one. The Grayson Allen one, he got fouled. That was a foul. When is this? The the video I, or are you talking about today? I don't know what, the one from today. I don't know if you No, I tweeted a video of like some guy, some guy like put together a bunch of clips throughout the series of Tatum falling on jump shots that he really Mm -hmm. wasn't hit on. He got hit today. Well, I didn't, I didn't see him, but Grayson Allen landed on his foot and they didn't call it. And they probably don't call it because he does fall a lot. So. It's just like soft. Like if if Tatum's at uh like I don't know, let's say just just for the sake of it, because it's a famous pickup run, like the space jam run with all those guys playing basketball, like just pick up nobody's doing that. Nobody is just falling over to fall. You sound I'm sorry. You sound like the the old guys that I hate. No, I'm I'm not. It's just nobody does that. <laughs> If you go out to I know the, what you're the park with your friends and you play basketball, you're not falling down if you take a jump well, shot and somebody can In Tatum's you. defense, Sam, the refs told him you're not getting calls unless you fall down. So, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> a problem in itself. But let, let's get away from this because I don't feel like I'm playing with the refs. My thing, I, my point with Giannis is he doesn't, he doesn't have to do that. Like, he and I mean that right. because it's, he it's has a different system. Game. Well, it's not even that. He just doesn't have to because he's so physically forceful that they just call it anyways. Which is again, it is what it is. Like it's not me complaining. That's just how it is, and the Celtics have he's, to play around. He's it. able to put himself in position to go to the basket because he's a about linebacker. It's because he's a linebacker. No, it's because he's long. It actually, it's a mix. No, it's no. because he's a linebacker. No, it's a mix of both. Okay, he's he's not just barreling over guys. He's w- literally taking two steps from the three-point line he and walking really, his around. Arms, yeah. yeah, it's because he's really lengthy. His, that's what I mean. He's long. It makes it easy for him to get mm-hmm. in a position where he is able to make contact and, and not yeah. have it awkward, be awkward. Or uh, I'm not trying to take anything away him. from Giannis. I'm not trying to say, like, he's bad. I'm saying he's so good that they just call I'm, him. Like, I'm trying to figure different. out how it is, because I do think you're right, 
how it is that he is getting a different he he's able to play a different game. I don't want to say different whistle. I just think the volume he's able to get himself in easy positions to score to where guys have to either foul him or give him an open. It's because he's great. It's because he's like amazing. Like he's he's mastered the art of driving downhill, getting to the hoop, and getting yeah. whatever he wants. I'm just, t- just I'm just good. telling you, he's not out there, and I don't think you're disagreeing with me, but this is the no. main thing. He's not out there trying to fleece everybody. He's not. He's not. But okay. He just now, has, he just th- this is interesting to me. I'm on Twitter, and yeah. uh, our friend Bobby at Real Bob Manning, go take game seven. You're winning the championship. What do you think? Are you asking me? Yep. What do you think? And then I'll, then I'll uh, say what I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah agree. I agree. I agree. I don't. I think the winner of this series wins the championship. I agree. I, I think this has been a and dog fight. It's not going to be easy. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. It's not going to be easy because uh, I'm personally. You're I don't want to say. I think I've said. I forget who I said this to. I could be more scared of the heat than the Bucks. You've said it to me. Maybe I did. Um, and that might be true, but I don't think the Celtics lose a series if they win this one. And that's a big if. They still have to win game seven. It's not going to be a cakewalk by any means. Um, and then if you get past the Heat, you got probably maybe the Suns, who are probably maybe the best team in basketball. Um, although I- I'm still saying, I There's told no you Mavs in seven. Phoenix is playing that game. Did I tell you Mavs in seven? I've said that so that many was times. Your, and I'll that stick was your with call. It. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm not convinced it's going to get any harder than this, man. <laughs> they they are out there battling every night, playing against a guy who you say gets a different whistle, which I don't completely disagree with. But I, I really not a just, knock. It's not. not knock, it's not even a knock. We just were trying to figure out how is that possible. What what is he doing that causes that? He. It's just how he's built. Like he's yes. so physically dominant dominant that other people are forced to be just as physical. But that physicality. Physica- wow, I said that like I'm like in school. Really that physicality results. Well, that's yeah. how you're supposed that, to do it. <laughs> that physicality results in the refs just calling it because you don't see that type of contact often. And Giannis initiates it. And that's not like saying that it should be a charge, but he initiates contact and seeks out contact so well that the refs are forced to make the call. Um, which shout out to him. I mean, he's found but, a way to get earned. He's earned himself a different whistle. I'll put it. I'll put it that way. That sounds nicer. He's earned himself a different whistle, which is it is what it is. I'm going to put it like this: the Celtics are not going to play a better player than Giannis, and the only one that's anywhere I agree. Near close is Luca. That's the I, only you, one that's anywhere <laughs> near close to Giannis to the point where you have to completely game plan for them. And we've seen the Celtics completely game plan for Luca. I mean, I was at the KG game where they were throwing doubles at him, which just has not worked well for the Celtics this year against anybody. They tried doubling. Is that your get lit up? Is that your nightmare finals matchup? Yeah, I, I just probably don't <laughs> think it would be enjoyable. But back to the point, nobody on Miami is near even anywhere close to near Giannis. I don't think Devin Booker's at that level. I think as a team, Phoenix is a very good team. And I think Chris Paul makes Devin Booker and everyone else around them better. And well, well, the Warriors are still very real. My thing is, the last two rounds, Brooklyn and Milwaukee, the Celtics have faced superstars. They faced the two, Mm -hmm. arguably the two best players in the NBA. If they get past this, they're facing the best teams in the NBA. And some of the best coaches. Yes, yes. Coach of the year. uh, And Eric Spolster, who's never won coach of the year, which is kind of crazy considering how amazing he is. But... Jimmy Butler is playing like a superstar. I don't, mm-hmm. he's obviously not at the level of Giannis in my opinion, but he's playing amazing in these playoffs. Uh, I don't know if he's leading scoring. I think Luca is, but he's up there. So it's not going to be an easy series, especially with how well-rounded the heat are. But like you said, with how tough this series has been with how dominant Giannis has been. Um, and if we're being frank, how much the Celtics have gotten in their own way at times. Yeah. I don't know if they play much worse than this. And I, I just think whoever wins the series is going to be juiced up, amped up enough because they know that they'd beat probably the toughest opponent in their way uh, on their path yep. to a championship. So I, I think this year it's going to be Celtics or Bucks. It's going to be whoever wins game seven. Yeah. Well, I, I hope so. One, because Me I too. think Milwaukee is a pretty likable team. 
except for yeah. Thanasis, that scrub. And <laughs> you see him like attacking Grant at, like at the final. That whistle. was ridiculous. I wanted to talk <laughs> about that. I'm glad you brought it up, even though I mm-hmm. kind of brought him up. But I was really thinking about him. All every time out, he looks like a jackass over there, dancing or whatever he's doing. But yeah, the game's over. You don't have to be a hardo and like hound the guy and then make him shoot free throws. That that is the most annoying thing in basketball to me the game there's less than 10 seconds left it is a double digit game you're not impressing anybody (laughs) you're you're not this isn't a moral thing where where you're you're proud of not giving up or you know wow look at the fight this team has no it's you're being a hard ass if i'm the celtics like that is being discussed not, not that the NAS is going to see the floor. I hope he does see the floor in Game Seven. That means uh, every time he's seen the floor, I think Milwaukee's lost. But oh no, really? I don't believe that. Maybe Game One he played. At the oh, end. you mean the series? Oh, yeah. I don't remember him even taking the floor of the series other than tonight. I don't know. Well, no, he's played garbage time minutes. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, I'll find out. Let's let's, let's do a deep dive. And that's but anyways, I'm remembering that because. As a fan, that pisses me off. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Let the it, Spolster does that too, and so does Nick Nurse. They they will do that. It's just oh, just just so annoying. I don't want to say it's disgusting. Like they're not trying to hurt anybody, but like <laughs> it's just unnecessary. He played game one. Okay, game two, two. game four, and game yep. six. Six today. So he's so he's one three and three. one. Yeah, not yeah, a fan. No, that, of that was weird. Asses who would be washing dishes if his last name wasn't Anacubo, <laughs> or or doing something with his mind, but he wouldn't be playing basketball. I understood the joke. You're good. <laughs> um, yeah, man. What what are you thinking for Game Seven? I mean, we got quotes coming out. Jason Tatum on Game Seven in Boston, the best atmosphere in the best NBA. Uh, it is. Got Marcus Smart saying that's what it's all about. Like people, people are hyped up. Um, I expect Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, I expect it to be loud. I expect it to be fun. Best two words in basketball is game seven. Like, yeah, cliches, but I, they're not incorrect cliches. Like, no, they're I'm, not. I'm so excited and so anxious at the same time for this game seven. And I don't know if I love or hate that it's at three 30. Maybe get it out of the care. way. <laughs> I think but, on a Sunday, oh, that's man. prime time. That is the time for a game. I have no problem with that. Whew. I believe game seven. Uh, Celtics Cavs in 2008 was a 3:30 game, or at least a day game. I don't know. Don't ask me why I remember that or know that, hey, but I, I just also, have a feeling it was. I guess Scott Foster not playing was a blessing. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think oh, it would have mattered. No. Uh, but Eric Lewis, 15 straight for the boys in green with him. Shout out! Russell. Thank you, Eric Lewis. That is Please. just now. This, this is the- actually becoming an issue for me that. <laughs> everybody in Jack, you are not like a gambling person and I'm really not either. Like I'll do it, but like usually the people that know about the officials and like what the kind of results they have are people betting on the games and using those statistics to uh, influence their wager and where they're putting their money. <laughs> now you just have fans of each team complaining every day when the officials are released for whatever game it is. Now today I was thrilled one because I got to tweet the Scott Foster video, but also because (laughs) I know Eric Lewis had won his before today, last 14 games uh, when he read Celtics won their last 14 with him officiating. That that's a problem that people are starting to like really know what's going on with these guys. And I, I personally don't think there's like, listen, I love joking about Scott Foster. The only guy I really think is like, if he's out there, something's going down is Tony brothers. Mm-hmm. No, nah, there's another guy, Tyler Ford. Okay. Tyler Ford. Okay. But anyways, like you should not be thinking about the mm-hmm. officials as a fan. That is one of the main things as fans, we complain that the players do. <laughs> and here we are <laughs> yeah, complaining about the officials or, or, or discussing them and who they are. Yeah, I mean, brutal. You're not wrong. With the, have you seen the meme, or not a meme, the theory? Uh, it's like Scott Foster uh, walking up to Suns Mavs game seven to keep yes. Chris Paul from. <laughs> yeah. If they put him on that game instead because he missed this one, oh my God. 
I don't think just, they can. I think it's more likely so he's either. in Boston on Sunday. He's Maybe. not going to be in that. They can't do that. <laughs> you say that. But... See, but like, this is what I mean. Like, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. The casual fan knows that Chris Paul has lost his last however many games with Scott. What is it? 15? About the 17. same as Eric Lewis? 17 straight? Or, or in the playoffs, he's lost all 17 games Scott Foster's refereed? The casual fan kind of knows that. Like, that's not good. 14, sorry, 14. 14? Okay, well, I was right first. You corrected me. That might be before his most recent one, though, so. just It's just, listen, I, I actually like Scott Foster. I think he's hilarious. I, I think, think it's bad. hilarious that he played into, he made a music video. That was funny. Like great. I'm all for him. Like good for him, man. He's a he's a star. He's the only official you'll ever see be mic'd up for a game. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I'm uh, fine with Scott Foster. I just amazing. I think it's it's all a bunch of crap. At the end of the day, if you go out and you play basketball and you do it while well, you're going to win, or or at least if you lose. The officials shouldn't be the ones influence the game. If you're out there playing well and you lose, the other team played well. So it's not because of the officials. I agree. Again, wrap it back around. Shout out the Celtics for getting things done. I'm so excited for Game Seven, man. I'm gonna be anxious the whole time, but oh boy, it's I don't know be, what I feel about Game Seven yet. <laughs> I that's like probably more of a tomorrow feel. I'll probably I'll definitely be nervous for it. Don't get me wrong. I'm nervous for every playoff game, but I'm really excited and. I can be excited for this without the nerves. Suns Mavs is going to be fun. I'm very, very hyped for that game. We don't have to get well, too much into them, but that's gonna I'll, be, that's gonna be I'll know if I care about that game by probably six o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> uh, did you see that we can veer off for a second? We've talked a lot of Celtics. We can wrap up here in a sec. You see Jimmy Butler after the, the game. I did see that. I, that was, I meant to bring that up when we talked about him. Mm-hmm. Good for him. I, I wish more so players would do stuff. It's like not that. exactly true, but it's funny. Uh, uh, it's pretty close. <clears throat> well, no, they offered him a contract. He said no, and then they signed Tobias Harris. Is how it was reported. I saw an article. They they okay. That's well, how you it know. Was I think you know more than I do. I, that's what I saw from an article. I think I forget what the source was, but <clears throat> uh, regardless, funny, hilarious moment. Uh, I also someone saw someone tweet say Al Horford needs to be in the conversation too. They paid him. Uh, a chunk of the money they could have gave Jimmy, which was also funny. Not like knocking Al or anything, but just like bringing up something. Uh, wow. Very funny. And then our main man, Doc Rivers, dude, you're, t- <laughs> you're digging yourself a hole, my guy. That's What did he do? Did he say something or did they he just said, lost? He said, you know, for a team like us with no expectations to come in here and do this and everyone's expectations, like... Expectations, your ass. <laughs> excuse me no expectations what are you talking about what does he mean no expectations does he mean the expectations people had for them when they lost game five against toronto where they could blow a 3-0 lead or does he mean (laughs) the expectations that the league had when they traded for james harden and we came in here on the trade deadline live stream and i was very upset i was like both teams just got better and they're both out yeah he Doc Rivers says, when I first got here, nobody picked us to be anywhere. And it's like, no one picked you to be anywhere. You you were first in the conference and then Ben Simmons crapped himself. You were on the brink of making the first Eastern Conference Finals appearance since 2001. What do you mean no one picked you to be anywhere, Doc? Hello. Like people picked you to be everywhere. You were supposed to, to, you know, you're right. He he does not make it easy on himself. No, no. And before game, uh, I don't know if it was after. He's not going to lose his job, though. No, Darren Morris came out and said he's staying. Um, I don't know if this is before or after. He also said, uh, you know, I think I do a great job. And if you don't, go write about it. Like, it's fine. Like, it's just, <laughs> oh, there, buddy. You know, let's, let's calm down. Um, also, you hear what Joel said? Oh, he said, yes. Don't tell me. He mm-hmm. said, Harden's not the guy he was in Houston anymore. He's more of a playmaker yeah. now or something like that. He said, I'm sure since we got him, everybody expected the Houston James Harden, but that's not who he is anymore, which is like, it's tough. <laughs> and then he said, uh, then he said, he was asked about like Daryl Morey and stuff. And he said the two best moves that Daryl Morey made, he's like signing Drummond and getting Seth Curry. <laughs> who are the two people that they traded for James Harden? <laughs> oh, it's just Philly. Who looks shambles. worse there? Between the two of them. Uh, 
between Doc and Joel? No, between Embiid and, and, and Harden. In what terms of, I mean, listen. Oh, Embiid. I mean, sorry, Harden. Embiid's in the right. You, you, did you see Harden's stat line? No, I see his stat line, but here's here's what you could counter that with. I agree with you. However, if you really wanted to argue it, you could say Embiid threw Simmons under the bus season. He's now throwing Harden under the bus. However, that's also true. He's correct to do so. <laughs> they were both <laughs> he's right, bad. But as Harden, a teammate and as a player in the NBA, you gotta chill that out. is not typically something you it's, see. It's frowned upon. It's frowned upon. Yes. Yeah, you kind of don't do that publicly, especially at the end of a season. You can do it publicly in November mid season when <laughs> to, to light to light a fire under your teammates, but not like, hey, mm-hmm. we didn't make uh it farther in the playoffs because Harden's bad. And I don't think that's exactly what he was saying. It was just kind of like back passive aggressive. I saw something like Joel's the passive aggressive king. Uh, also He didn't need uh, to say that. No, also shout out, not shout out, but like get well soon, Danny Green. That's so brutal, man. That's so tough. It might be his career. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. It's just never, never want to see for that. Those of you that did not see, and LCL, he's tore two, two, two ligaments in his knee. It's tough, man. Not great. Uh, there's something else I was gonna bring up, but I can't remember. Oh yeah, James Harden, you took two shot attempts in the second half of Game Six. Like I did see <laughs> Stat Muse <laughs> points in the second half. James Harden zero, Ben Simmons zero. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it was like uh, Ben Simmons scored two points in his last two fourth quarters in Philly. Uh, in James Harden's last two fourth quarters in Philly this season, he had zero. So <laughs> just shambles. But Harden, I, honestly, poor Joel Embiid, man. Poor Embiid. Well, he can't. Yeah. He can't. Yes uh, and no. Well, just poor Embiid, but also like I, I don't really know what to say i he's he's not completely like not at fault he let's not act like he was phenomenal in that series he was game, also playing with a broken face i didn't know you use your face to shoot <laughs> all right come on he's playing with a broken face a torn thumb listen a bunch of shit yeah i agree but also i mean no i know what you're saying though it's he's not completely free of blame but he hasn't i'll put it this way he hasn't had the best two options for teammates in the past two seasons <laughs> but uh, uh whatever man but Do you think they done i want to circle back to Harden one more one more time just because yeah as i want it to really be known there is no player that i dislike because of the way they play more than james harden mm-hmm. there there is nobody in the league i i dislike guys more than james harden but i don't dislike anybody solely based on what they do on the basketball court Quite like I do, James Harden. Zoe has a very short list of basketball players she adamantly dislikes, and he is on the list. Uh, others on the list include LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. So uh, it's not a not a terrible it's not list. A, not a bad list. <laughs> I I agree. What were you going to say? Uh, uh, I was going to say, do you think they would have done better that series um, with Seth Curry and Andre Drummond? Who Sixers? No, the other team that had Seth Curry and Andre Drummond earlier this season. <laughs> I completely sick. forgot. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, I, my brain melted there. I, because we were talking. Uh, I'm really sorry. Uh, no, yeah, good, I good. think, I think they would have. Well, yeah, I actually, I, I, I think I, they might have pushed it to like a game they, seven. I also don't think they would have won the series, though. I think Miami is going to win that series regardless. Yeah, because Maxie's still like a good player. Maxie's filthy. Curry. Curry probably could have played a better role than Harden did. Mm-hmm. And Drummond, even though he's not that great, could have been helpful when Embiid was not playing. Better than Andre better sorry, better than DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. We'll put it that way. Which is not a very yeah. high bar. But anyways. That six um, that that whole thing with the Sixers is just so interesting to me. That they, they see, can't get out of the second round. You see Jimmy Butler, uh I saw someone say the Kings have been to a conference finals more recently than the Sixers, which is Jeez, so funny. That's tough. <laughs> oh my Very God. Funny. That's tough. <laughs> Very funny. Do you see the clip of Jimmy Butler? He kind of weaved in and out of a, a couple of Sixers defenders uh, to grab a rebound. And on the, when he was running back, you just see him go. 
wow like damn they really just let me how did like their energy is gone like they just let i didn't me see grab that. that it's funny i'll find it and send it to you but uh my yeah. miami is just an interesting team and I, I don't think it's a waste of our time to talk about it a little bit but it at certain times in that series in games three and four they really looked like they were vulnerable to philadelphia you know yeah against the philadelphia team that really isn't that great although again the celtics have to win game seven but if uh, it's gonna suck to have to win one in Miami. <laughs> That's not easy. I don't think. I don't. What do you think? It's not. What do you mean? It's not an easy place to play. They get up. Are you kidding? No. Miami? My I Milwaukee's a better environment than Miami is. Mm. Mm. I, I mean, they we'll got see. DJ Collin running around in Miami. <laughs> Shut up. Go on. I, I will say about Miami. I do respect they wear the home lights consistently. Yeah. Do they? Is that their thing? Every game I've watched them play at home, they've worn them in the playoffs. All right. Well, there you go. I guess we'll see. Very respectable uh, organization, unlike the Celtics. Cash holes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to bring up before we get out of here? No, man. Uh, excellent job by the Celtics today. Tatum, excellent. Again, I don't know what it was. I just oh had a feeling. God. What is that? Golden, Golden State has 16 turnovers right now. What's the score? 68 to 69 golden state four minutes left oh, in the third my god my and they have 16 the turnovers spread i hope they cover for him but oh man i i don't know what it was i just i had a feeling from what yeah, was said in the press out. conferences shout out tatum man i literally oh on god. the head i think that that's really like him coming out and kind of calling a shot yeah, and you know what? We need him to do it again in Game 7. You need that Tatum again for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, you need somebody. <laughs> Doesn't Even necessarily if it's not have 46. to be him. It, well, probably. Need, well, here's here's what you do need before we wrap. We, mm-hmm. we touched on this many, many times. You need him to be the guy he was in the fourth quarter. Yes. Yeah. Smart. That's when you, that's when you need him. I agree. You need him in those minutes. You know, it'll be really great is if they just put out oh put my the game God. to bed right away. Jordan, sorry, Jordan Poole just got run over. Totally unintentional, but he just got trucked. Holy shit. Sorry. Continue. My bad. They need I would really love if they just come out and blew him out. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. I, I which, don't think which, that's gonna happen, but uh, I don't know. I don't think I don't think Milwaukee's a team that goes away, as we've seen. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say anything at this time because I think I need a day to sit on the emotions before I talk about things like that. Because I, I'll tell you again, after game game five, <laughs> I would, not have, would not have told you good things. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't record after that one. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think they'll do it. You got to have a good Tatum game. You need to rebound. You need to close out. You need to keep playing hard. Uh, bring it at TD. Come on, the fans are going to be juicing you up. Uh, hoping for good things in games. Before we wrap, that. actually, let's have a look. Let's let's look at have what? a look how much money people are going to spend to go to that. Oh my god! I, I people have asked me like, "Hey, are you going to go to Game Seven? And I'm like, I "Are you going to go to Game know. Seven with what money? Your life savings?" That's what I'm saying, man. Starts at two hundred and seventy-eight dollars. Uh, yes, which is that just... is with fees, and that is <laughs> that to sit is with your back against the wall. Brutal. Which I don't even mind, but. Oh boy, that's terrible. Yeah, I don't I don't think I could do that. It's actually yeah. not as bad as I thought it would be, to be honest. Nah, with you. It's gonna get worse though. No shot. One thing Just... I will say is they need to come up with a way to get I mean, I guess the prices will do it. People willing to spend a lot of money to go to a game like that mm-hmm. are probably devoted fans or devout mm-hmm. fans. But I think they need to find a way to get good fans in the building more consistently. Yeah, you got to... I don't know how you do that. Maybe you add like two sections that are like, okay, these will be okay price sections and you can come in and get a game. And I don't know how they would do that though fairly because people just jump on. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah. Can't do it. We can dream. But anyways, uh, yeah, that'll be it for us. We appreciate the listenership as usual. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll throw it over to Sam. Yeah, it's about time for me to go to bed, but... You are just probably starting your day off because we are dropping this Saturday morning. Maybe you're going to the gym. 5 a.m. 5 a.m. release every time. Maybe driving somewhere. 
enjoying the win, pumped up about it. But we want to thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you're probably watching on Guy Boston or you're watching on Bannertown on YouTube. Either way, make sure you subscribe to the channel so you can see all of our latest stuff. If you're on Guy Boston, you can see the pregames. Uh, no, did you do one today? We did not. Not enough people. Yeah, but we didn't we'll have be enough there people. for Game 7. I'll, I'll be, be in for Game 7. I'll be around. I was just not yes, around sir. today. I, I always... I, I always feel bad when I can't make it. And that's neither here nor there. Make sure you subscribe because you will see our pre game game seven. And if you're on the streaming, uh, also leave a like. Uh, if you're on the streaming services, make sure you follow. That way, if Jack forgets to tweet the pod, you can you can get it. And if he remembers, it'll be at Jack's Mon NBA on Twitter. And you can follow me at Sammy Francis. That's our show for you.